the lead link in our Christian life. We, we give to the poor, we give sacrificially, we pray for people, we, uh, all the things we do in church, okay, and, and, and as, as Christians, and they're all wonderful. The lead link is sharing faith. That's why he made it the Great Commission. Evangelism taps into some Christians' fears of not being knowledgeable enough or being shamed, but for many others, it just isn't a priority. The Bible, however, calls us to tell others the good news of Christ's sacrifice. Welcome to another Gary Wilkerson podcast. We now join Gary and guest Barry McGuire as they continue their discussion on sharing our faith with others. Those who are in Christ Jesus should walk even as he walked, the Bible tells us. And so this is, this is like, the, and this is not just a... Uh, you know, some dry command from heaven, do what I did on earth. But it's the, the, the privilege and the joy of entering into the, to the life of Christ uh, on behalf of a world that's desperate and hurting and in need. And yeah. there's no greater, uh, you know, so, so I read my Bible, and that brings joy. I go to church, that brings joy. I have fellowship, that brings joy. But, but now if I take that extra step and say, here's the book of Acts, and here's my life, and they, they're, I'm going to make them match to the power of the Holy Spirit, then all of a sudden it's like it, it, it ignites something in us that, we wouldn't have otherwise. And I think that's missing. Uh, you know, you said maybe 30% share faith. I think it's probably 5%. Oh, no, no, I didn't yeah, finish no, that. No, you didn't. Yeah, no, uh, I think 30% it's, say they share their faith. Right. But they're really just living good lives. And maybe they might yeah, invite right, somebody to church to once that. in a while. Yeah. The real number is 1%. Oh, one, okay. I was going to say 5%. And that's, 1%. But that's, that's even, yeah. That's, 1%. And that bears out. Anecdotally, we're looking I would say for that's what I'm our, experiencing as, yeah. as yeah. Uh, you know, traveling and speaking and being a pastor. Yeah. I would say, you know, I, I have, when I'm having lunch with my friends, <clears throat> maybe 1% might tell me of a story. Yeah. You know, and a lot of pastors, too, have you heard their sermons? And I'm not trying to be critical here because I was one of them for many years until a couple of years ago. I had that spiritual awakening in my own life. But I would tell stories of sharing my faith. And they'd always be from like 10 years ago. You know, it's like I let, when I was in college, uh, my roommate uh, didn't know Jesus. And he came home yeah. and he was drunk one night. And I, I prayed for him. It's like, well, that was 40 years ago. You know? and, and it's I just, yeah, yeah. I get people agree with you. And they want to be interviewed. I get out and go, tell me a shot. Well, let's see, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. my brother led somebody to the Lord. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. That was not what I was looking we're, for. And we're missing so much. It's such a, it's, it's not, again, yeah. it's not a have to. It's just, yeah. uh, it's a privilege we get to but share. Here's it. the thing. Enjoy. And, and I have, I haven't found the scripture that says, read your Bible and you have joy or pray and you have joy. I haven't found that one. I have the found the one in John 15, 11, where he says, when you bear fruit, my joy remain with you. That's so And important. your joy yeah. remain full. So the key to joy, and then there's this worry thing. Everybody's worrying. Everybody's worrying. Everybody, every Christian's worrying. You know, when you worry, you're double-minded. And that's not wholehearted faith. That's right. being double-minded. Yeah. And James 1 tells us very clearly, if you're double-minded, don't expect to receive anything. So we had a lot of people, and I was there. For two and a half years, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for more fruit I'd ever prayed for my business. I didn't realize I was praying so hard. God solved these problems with my business. I had family, business, all kinds of problems. And finally, I was listening to Christian radio, and this preacher says, who's your God? And I said, oh, brother, I know who my God is. I'm going to ask you again, who's your God? I was about ready to change the station. <laughs> like I knew doing that. That I know. He says, whatever fills your prayers is your God. Mm-hmm. And I just went home broken. I just said, God, I'm just going to stop praying for my business altogether. I just, I just went. I just went. And that's when it was a real turning point for me. Uh, let me just say this. <clears throat> The lead link in our Christian life. We, we give to the poor. We give sacrificially. We pray for people. We, uh, all the things we do in church, okay, and, and, and as, as Christians. And they're all wonderful. The lead link is sharing faith. That's why he made it the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. 
you you can pray. You could be a monk and pray and pray and study and study. You're not changing the world. You may be getting closer to God on your own, but there's no joy in that in itself. The joy comes when you help somebody else. But when you share your faith, and most Christians don't understand this, we don't ever hear a message. When's the last time you heard a message about how much fun it is and what being a Christian's all about? That's what it's all about. And when you do that, when you share your faith, God is working with you. And guess guess what? We all know we should. We all know we should pray every night. And be in the word. We know that. We have all these discipleship programs. Boy, we have to disciple more. We have to, there's more and more disciple. We gotta give but at the end of the day, people are tired. And 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 the prayer is something like this, God, I just had a long day and I still gotta deal with the kids. I gotta get this report done. You understand, God. I know you <laughs> you know my heart. And you go on, I'll do it. I'll be with you tomorrow. But it's not tomorrow, it's not next week. And you go a year. That's where our church lives. I mean, the statistics are very clear on that. But if you're sharing your faith, you have to get in the Word. You're being asked questions you're being challenged about. And you're on your knees saying, Bob, it came to me today and said, God, you know this, or you brought it into my life, and now I need to help him. And I, need, and I gave that word to that lady. I, don't, I won't ever see her again, but God be with her and bring other people. And it's fun. And so all of a sudden, now it's not laborious or obligatory or you just have to i gotta pray and now you're praying and your time just goes by and oh my goodness and you're you're in the word and when you go to church you're not kind of singing finally on the last song you enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise you can't wait to get in there because god's been with you every day you've seen so many miracles god you're so good and you're really worshiping when the pastor starts preaching you're not falling asleep you're taking out your pad of paper, you're taking notes because he's giving you ammo for you to use that week. And it'll happen every single time, every week. It never fails. I don't care how poor a pastor you have. There's Just look for it like pure gold. There's something your pastor's going to say today that you're going to be able to use this week. And when you look at it from those eyes instead of the critical eyes, mm-hmm. now you're not just sitting on the bench. Now you're in the game. Mm-hmm. You sit in the bench, you just get bored to death. You start complaining about your own players and everything yeah. else. And that's where the church, the church yeah. is sitting dead in the water. Yeah. And we're allowing this world to happen. It's our fault. It's not theirs. They're lost. Satan blinds the minds of unbelievers. We have to open their eyes with the Word of God, with our own lives. Mm-hmm. And if, when, unless America comes alive and starts doing that, there is no yeah. hope. It, we're in spiritual warfare, and we all know that. You know, as, as you're serious. talking, Barry, it's, <clears throat> I, I'm getting uh, thrilled about something. There's, you know, there's whatever thousands of people that might have the opportunity to listen to what you're sharing here to, on this podcast. And, there, and we know from your statistics, one percent of them are already sharing their faith. But what if one more percent? Decides out of the three, four, five thousand people that are listening to this, or Can more. Can you imagine? If one percent of them, you know, what that translates into is how many people that are like right now, as we're speaking, are on drugs and falling themselves to sleep tonight, hopeless, crying out to God, and then one of the people that listen to this go and start sharing their faith, or how many marriages <clears throat> are about to be destroyed, or how many kids are about to run away from home, or how many people are suicidal, and so it's, you know, it's, it's there, <clears throat> there is the, the greatest joy of all is that they get, sinners come home to the Father, but the if, impact that it has on lives and families as well, so, you know, this, this is a, you know, we're sitting around the table, you know, discussing some things, but, but the impact of this is, is going to be felt like ripples if people, if mm-hmm. just even 1% would get up mm-hmm. and say like, okay, I'm going to do something about it. Because we do, and I was, I was totally agreeing with you there about, you know, no, I've never as a pastor had anybody tell me to say like, 
you know, uh, I read my Bible when the Holy Spirit moves on me, or I, I pray when when the Spirit moves. But but when it comes to sharing their faith, they say, you know, I, I wait on the Lord. You know, if if he if he stirs my heart, I'll share. You know, it's like, well, no, like why that one component is put outside of of just living your life. So every day I wake up, I read my Bible. Every day I wake up, I pray. I want the same thing every day. I want to share my faith, yeah. and not and for not yeah. that not to be put in a special category of I have to have some kind of Holy Spirit encouragement or movement or voice from heaven you know that that puts it in a category of the mystical and and it, it, i think it totally diminishes the amount of times that we'll be willing to share our but faith. we i call it the nudge we do get nudged yeah all the yeah. time i should talk to that person yeah. i'm talking to somebody i should offer to pray for that person we have these nudges we have all these mm-hmm. reasons why but they're they're just reasons just excuses yeah. when you follow the nudge you live in the fog right Follow the nudge. When the Holy Spirit's nudging you to do it, you, you and you do it. You, every time you do that, you walk away saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So what if I hadn't have done that, you know? Mm-hmm. But we say, follow the nudge, live in the fog. The fog is the favor of God, mm-hmm. the favor of God. And that comes to us through Romans eight twenty eight. We all know the first part of it. I promise you, as Christ promised the church, that's to us. I promise you everything in your life will work together. I promise you I will make everything in your life work together for good. Wow. But it's not working together for good for most Christians. They're saying, where are you, God? You promised that, but it's not there, and so there's lack of faith. No. He said, I promise you I'll make everything work for good if you do two things. His, his love is unconditional, but his promises are conditional. I promise you eternal life, but you got to recognize you're a sinner. You know, and confess your sins. I promise you, I'll give you everything. I'll make your life wonderful. I'll make everything in your life work together for good. But you do two things. You acknowledge me, number one, not just one of, but God is who God is. You acknowledge him. And you live your life for his purpose. Well, what's God's purpose? Uh, let me think. I think it is to seek and save the lost. I don't think there's any disagreement on that. So when I live my life to seek and save the lost, I live in the favor of God. And that's the end of worry. We were talking about worry last night. You don't have to worry. And I've, I've been, and we can't talk about it, I've been on the brink of death. I've been on the brink of bankruptcy, being, being thrown out of my company. I've, I've got stories. But I can tell you that I, I walk through every one of them fearlessly, mm-hmm. not because I'm special, but I just said to God, you know, I live for you every day. And because of that, I know you honor your word and you'll make it good. And I don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. That's the sweet spot. That's the favor of God. Follow the nudge. <laughs> live in the fog. Well, Barry, we could probably go on for an hour mm. talking about this. Uh, I, I guess if I were to ask one question as, as we close, there are p- probably people out there listening saying, if I were like Barry, no. I could do it no. too. No. So what do you say no, to them? No, 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 no. That is the worst possible thing. I was an introvert. I was an introvert. I hid behind my wife. When I first met Gary, I was an introvert. Uh, but more importantly, we just created a new TV show. It's called um, Ignite Your Life. It's on a variety of TV networks. You actually go to igniteyourlife.tv and see where it's aired. But what we do there, we're, we're putting one percenters on. We don't have any role models. We say, you know, be a, be a face share. But what's that look like? They have, we, there's no place to go for role models. So we're putting on people all stripes. Some are noisy. Some are very quiet. Some are older. Some are younger. Some are millennials. Some are uh, of different ethnicities. But we're but we're letting people see it doesn't matter uh, what you look like, and you don't have to be like somebody else. Just be yourself. Mm-hmm. 
and soft people attract people that that loud people would never attract. You know, I mean, he, that's why he made us. Mm-hmm. We're the salt of the earth. The salt falls all over the place, even on unemployment lines and cancer chemo wards and whatever. Why are we there? Look around. You got a whole mission field you wouldn't have had unless you got stage four cancer. And I have a number of friends right now that are that are in cancer situations that are praising God and saying, "Thank you, God. I am ministering so many people because I have credibility now." When you look, no matter where you are, no matter where you are, God is using you. And when you do that, you'll walk through it with a bounce to your step, knowing, praise God, he's there every moment of the day. It doesn't matter if you're a loud person or a quiet person, a meek person. It really doesn't matter how much Bible you can quote. It's just loving on people and caring for people mm-hmm. and sharing with them. And it's amazing. You, you're you not prepared, but the Holy Spirit gives you the words. And you see that over. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question right quick? Sure. Yeah. Okay. You speak to thousands all over the world. And you also share with people on the street. Yeah. Um, is is one more important, or is one more thrilling? Or how, yeah, how, I, <laughs> yes, I wondered about yes, that. Yes, it is. But it's. I think my answer might surprise you because uh, uh, last week I was in Kenya. And I spoke to over twenty thousand at an evangelistic crusade. But I also spoke to. I was in the gym working out in the morning, and I spoke to the guy who. Uh, runs the gym and he was he th- had had no sense of his destiny and his future and he was he had a little boy and he was just his whole world was like uh, not in chaos but just in confusion and i got to share the gospel with him and just pray with him and uh, and and i and i told i was with nikki cruz the great evangelist and i was telling nikki about this guy and he said you know that's it's 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 that one-on-one stuff that really brings joy because in the crowd you don't really know what's happening you know we had probably five six thousand people come to an altar to receive christ and there's um, I mean, the miracle after miracle, I'm sure, is taking place there. But it's that one-on-one, yeah. well, uh, seeing that. Because those are the ones you usually write their name down. And like I said, you get the phone call from them later. Yeah. Or, you know, you go to the gym next day, and he's there giving you a hug. There, there's something different about that you one-on-one. You realize the power of what you're saying, because most of us cannot speak to 20,000 people. Right. We'll never have that opportunity. But we'll be beside the person in yeah. the gym. And, 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 and to say that's to that. better. There's something. Yeah. I don't Better is a hard thing to say. We all have that privilege. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. We have it, and we're just passing on it yeah. out of fear. Like I can't yeah. do it. It's just well, it's even Jesus, you know, even Jesus' out. ministry, <laughs> his, his sermons are rather short. Uh, but you know, his conversation with the woman at the well is taking up a couple chapters. You know, he has he has these amazing uh, conversations with Whoa. people that Whoa. that and and the, and the and his friends decided to write about that. Like I could write about every sermon he ever preached, and I could write about the crowds, where they came from, and how long they stayed. Uh, but those are usually smaller descriptors. Three thousand came, uh, but the long stories of he said this, then she said that, then she went to the village, and the village came back. You know, it's just this. They were impressed that he took the time and uh, you know even having a father who was an evangelist my the stories that i'm impressed with my father were not the when he was preaching in front of tens of thousands but but when he would stop uh you know and the waitress and oh, you see a tear you see it. a tear in oh. the waitress's eyes oh, as as he would just say uh you know just you need to know how much god loves you and and the story after story of even even using uh, spiritual gifts for evangelism, uh, words of knowledge that God gives us. Uh, you know, that, that, I, I love using that because that shakes people, you know, because sometimes we don't use the supernatural power that the Holy Spirit's given us in evangelism. We tend to just align ourselves with other religions like, okay, you're 
you're saying your religion believes this and the other one yeah. believes that. Okay, so I'll assess all this. Yeah. But you have a word of knowledge for somebody or, or, or you show a kind of love that the world doesn't have to offer or another religion does. You're taking it to a whole yeah. other level. Yeah. Never argue. I never argue scripture. Yeah. I don't care. You know, nevertheless, do you know there's a God that loves you? Loves no, you. Jesus yeah. loves you. Yeah. Do you know he loves you as much as he's ever loved anybody ever? I mean, the power. You don't. Re, you don't suffer rejection when you, you. You don't get. You don't get people angry when you tell people God loves you. That's right. Just one last comment I just made. Uh, there's a lot of evangelism programs. They say get your story down. Be ready to tell your story. Like you only have one story. We all have hundreds mm-hmm. of stories. Mm-hmm. We do need to think back. Always think about. There's there's a song that says, "Do you remember? I will remember the works of the works of the hand." Mm-hmm. Think of all things God has done, and just remember them. Be ready, and and then when somebody, when you ask, you just ask them questions, and show concern, and you find their point of need, and then the Holy Spirit will always, always, always bring quickly to mind the right scripture or the right life experience in your life, or maybe somebody else's life experience, Johnny Erickson's or something, that fits perfectly. And you can tell when you connect the right story, the right scripture, the right experience to that person's need, you can see the impact. And you know God just gave you the right word at that That's moment. So cool. And there's yeah. nothing like That's that. Good. And I think when for, you, it's just when yeah, you have it every day. Yeah, it's just for, like, for, uh, for people that... <laughs> Are, are, are catching the vision here. Uh, you know, I want to recommend, uh, you know, we'll have a link on our, uh, in the notes here of this podcast uh, to link, link to Ignite Your Life TV because uh, that, that could take them to the next level. What well, really really uh, really They can go that. to the site igniteyourlife.tv yeah. and see all these testimonies. I think that's important. That and we, that'll we, take we, them on into another larger site called Ignite America, which yeah. has all the tools and everything and just yeah. all kinds of – it just opens up a whole world. That would be helpful. And uh, so yeah. it's all um, – it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Like, oh God, gee, I guess I got to share my faith. I don't want to do it. You know, that's well, that changes to, yeah. quickly. And it goes to what you're saying about our, your personality. Like, as, as you can tell, Bob, you know, you see Barry. He's, he's you probably would label it like he's an optimist. And he's upbeat. I would, yeah. We spent some time together. I'm a little bit more like low keyed mm-hmm. and kind of not a pessimist, but I'm I'm, I'm a little more like. And and God uses that too, you know. Like He uses your optimism. When I'm sitting next to somebody, I kind of relate to them when they say, "Like, man, the world's a rough place. Man, it's a mess, isn't it?" You know, it's just like we we commiserate together. But then I have hope, you know. And so, like, what you were saying earlier, God will use everybody. All, all of us. Everybody. Uh, all of us. And you want to change your personality. Every one of us is special. God made us exactly as we are. And He He used your personality just as you are. You won the Billy Graham uh, Award this year. What was uh, uh, that? The was, National Religious Broadcaster gave me the Billy Graham Award. Yeah, Go figure. As as a lay person who's lived your life in in helping people one-on-one that's that's encouraging it's it's such a privilege it just changes everything in your life it changes everything in your life it's it's just amazing and that's why it is the great commission i feel like i'm quenching the holy spirit shutting this down but we're out of time, yeah, right right? Out of time. That's <laughs> so, what? barry thank you for being with us and, and sharing these stories and gary you too the two of you i'm sure you're invigorated folks that are listening and watching to go out and do what you guys have already done well so thank you, you know for i've watched this guy since he's a kid grow up and mature into the man of God that he is and he he, now he's he's my younger friend but he is my mentor and I love this guy this guy has a pure heart and I just love hanging out with Gary as much as I possibly thank you my friend God bless you thank you thanks Bob you've been listening to the Gary Wilkerson podcast God has made each one of us to be a natural message of his love to the world our lives are a letter written in his hand and he chooses to reach out to others through us Every blessing God gives us and every trial he brings us through is a testament of his goodness, not only to us, but also to others. 
Once we begin to live in a rhythm of evangelism, we will see incredible blessings. What are some ways that you can lean into an evangelistic lifestyle and the faith that God will come through? How has your unique personality and history given you a story of God's grace to share? Who could you tell today God loves you? You can receive a monthly reminder of God's blessings and goodness delivered to your doorstep or email inbox in the form of our Pulpit Series newsletter, featuring sermons by Gary and David Wilkerson, as well as an update about our mission's work worldwide. Sign up at worldchallenge.org. The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge, sound design for this episode by Mike Hall-Smith. This episode was written by Rachel Schimitz. Our producer is Chris Bookington, with video production by Aaron Gale. Next week, tune into the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. Until then, do all you can to live a better life and make a better world through Jesus Christ.